What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the best hair in the business, Fran Mirabella Third. Morning, everybody. That's it, huh? That's that. Yeah, you make, I, you you know, make your grand return to Kind you know, of Funny right, Games Daily. Feels, That's it. Morning, everybody. Want, it Just me tired. going to the office. It's <laughs> always like this formula. Hey, guys, little quip, maybe another joke. Greg, how was your Sunday? I mean, we all know what's going to happen on this Fine, Fran. We can, ha- we can do like it your I'm way, wasting Fran. everybody. <laughs> everybody, that's the show. Tomorrow's going to be blessing and Imran Thursday. It's Greg and Tammy. <laughs> Fran was never to be seen again. No, it's great to, great to be back. Uh, I was actually a little distracted because I was trying to tweet out, hey, I'm on Kind of Funny Games Daily this morning. Sure, and Twitter sure. is fighting me at every – I can't tweet right now, and it's bothering Fran me. Fran luck. It's the Fran Broken. luck. It's Fran luck. That's what yep. it is. Whatever but Fran, can go wrong take- will. As I always do, I'm gonna take my vitamin D here, and I want to know what game you did you stay up? What what game? Why? Hey, man, health is the number one concern around here. That's why I got it these is. vitamin D gummies. All right, Jen, what, we had a long discussion yesterday about vitamin D. Uh, yeah, she was all about it on Twitter last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what you did you stay it? up? What did you stay up uh, too late playing last night on Twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore? You know, I switched it up. I had a little. Uh, tr- uh, did I have a trio? No, a duo. I did uh, a little. Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov. Gotcha. Um, grinded out some of that, which the game is insane. And then I moved on to some Resident Evil 3. Resident um, Evil 3. Because I actually never beat that last year. I started it oh, well. and didn't, uh, you know, which a lot of people are laughing right now. They're like, You get what? swept away. Why didn't you just play it for like, you know, the seven to 10 hours? Yeah, I was going to say it's not even that long, right? It's pretty <laughs> you short. You just do it one. Yeah. I like to switch it up. Are you still doing the thing over on twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore where you've been streaming every night for like 375 nights or some shit? No, the stream streak thing. Like, I still like it's it's a lot of days across the year. I'd be curious. I was going to boil it down to a percentage at this point because it's like, yes, it's almost every day. But um, for example, like I probably went 30 days straight going into, uh, frankly, it was around inauguration day. I was like, all right, sure. just keep keep myself and everybody busy. And then once we were like, whoo, got past that, I, I took a day off. Like, I don't know if it was Sunday or last thursday or something but it all blurs now, together yeah now yeah of course i hope you're getting your rest in while you can of course february yeah. 2nd the resident evil costumes come to division two you me scott Lowe, and apparently paris are back we're back we're in you got to do it yeah probably now the reason don't I'm do this show, i know what you're gonna say you're going oh, i'm waiting <laughs> for that division two patch right that's what you're waiting for you want it's the- a week later greg can't we agree that if everything's available that we don't sully the moment we all come back in glorious blazing respect the playstation 5 respect it for what it's capable of so give it a week we all come back and, and enjoy it at 60 frames a second i think it's february 9th that the patches but I, i'm gonna uh, do the whole intro you google right now and you figure you know out what? February maybe day. they're on the same day for some reason i thought they were a week apart but uh maybe they're the same day i believe i just told you what to do you google I and figure th- it out don't you think the audience is just going to tell us and you're wrong and then that's the easy just google it. it just google just it, do Fran. some work you're not you know doing do anything it. just do it fine i'm doing it right now okay thank you, fran. Thank you of course for fran is here filling in for gary witta on a Widow Wednesday, Tuesday, where I have to say, where is Gary Widow? Today's stories include Animal Crossing, Star Wars, Fall Guys, and Halo. That's a Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday if I've ever seen one. But more importantly, we have new details on the James Bond game from IO Interactive. We're going to talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you you can ask us your questions. You can squad up. You can get the show ad for you. can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it is no big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Just like Lexi Gunner is. Joshy G731 is. Uh, Failzillion is. Failzillion, maybe. Uh if you're watching it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Fran, do you have information for me? Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to get that tweet out. I, I hate you. God, <laughs> I hate you so much. I, I can't. did that. Look at oh. I'm going to do it right now, though. Why you? you, you know, I, this story. is how little the audience cares about Division Two. No one has even said anything, and you're wrong. There's not even a you're wrong about it. We'll get it. 
Frank. We better get it or it's going to be your ass. All right. Is that what you want to hear? Yes. Why you, every <laughs> time I've been back no. recently, you know, the predator stream, you know, the bullying Fran, it's getting worse and worse. So I feel like it's, what? it's you know, Nobody 2021 has set a new you. standard. Oh, man. Everybody. Maybe, maybe everybody. just be better, you know? When someone asks you to look something up, just look it up. Just be better. You know? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm I like saying, like, like, bullying might be your fault this time. Exactly. Exactly. Because, it really is okay. your fault. Okay, it's that thing, Fran, like, we're the flying Graysons. You know what I mean? We're tra trapeze artists up here. And so when I when I say, hey, when I swing away from you on the trapeze, and I'm like, yeah, yeah Batman, and yeah. But I got to catch when you I, when you come back. And when I swing away and I say, hey, Google this for me, and I swing back and I go, did you do it? And you go, no, <laughs> this is me. You <laughs> falling on my death. Yeah, then but Kevin becomes Robin. Net. Kevin becomes Robin. Is that what you is want? That, yep. Is this with dead, the safety dead. net? No, there's no safety net. This, the is our, this is our big yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our big trick. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, housekeeping for you right now. Uh, you can go get PS I Love You XOXO, the Resurrection Bracket Challenge. It's live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. What it is is us taking 64 dormant PlayStation franchises, putting them into a bracket, and whittling it down to one winner that makes everyone angry. And let me tell you, you will all be pissed when you watch this episode. Uh, go check it out. It was a ton of fun to do. It's two and a half hours of us arguing about PlayStation stuff. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news right now. Don't you know? Six items on the Roper Report. Took me a while to warm up to that new one. I loved it. I, you know what I mean? Like, me you know, he keeps it going. Kevin gets in here and he's just da da da. He gives me all sorts of crazy stuff, and I love it. Good job, Kevin. That was great stuff over there. Uh, number one on the Roper Report, IO's James Bond game will not be based on any actor. Let me try that again. IO's James Bond won't be based on any actor. I inserted a game like I forgot it, but actually past Greg was smarter than future Greg, but I'm not, I had a lot of coffee. Project this 007. Is Nobody knows that. Nobody cares what the fuck. I just looked it up. Name. That's why I had to point it. I was like, oh, I guess that's it's not what the you Bond looked game. up. When yeah. does the division? No, I looked it up do... before the show. Get God dang it. Uh, uh, you're pushing me. You're pushing Project me. I don't know if I like it. Uh, we're reading <laughs> from IGN.com where Jordan Oleman writes, IO Interactive has revealed that the protagonist in the developer's upcoming James Bond, ga James Bond game won't be based on any previous actor who has filled the role, and a director at the company has hinted at a trilogy. The news arrives as part of an interview conducted by the Danish Broadcasting Corporation, which also talks about how the studio plans to double its staff over the next few years as it works on this ambitious project. Quote, we have been allowed to make our own digital bond, which will not lend, lean on a bond actor. IO Interactive director uh, Hakan Abrak uh, told the Danish Broadcasting Corporation. This means that we won't see the likeness of Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan coming to the game. The character will be entirely unique, unique, I'm sorry, entirely unique and unrelated to previous bond performances. Quote, we also come up with a completely original story and you could easily imagine that a trilogy could come of it, Abrak said added this suggests that project 007 there you go frank may not just be a singular game it could be a series much like hitman with new locations and missions in every iteration abrock also revealed that io interactive is scaling up and planning to hire a lot more staff to deliver on its ambitions quote today we are 200 employees and i expect that will be over 400 employees in the next few years abrock said Brock also recounted uh, the meeting in which IO Interactive convinced the license owners, Eon Productions, uh, that the game was a good idea. According to the interview, IO had a meeting with Barbara Bro Broccoli of the Broccoli family, who, contr <laughs> who controls the right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. I'm, come Dude, on. Me too. Barbara Broccoli, heir of the Broccoli fortune. You know what I mean? <laughs> Greg, I'm proud of you. That. You held Come it on. together for We're so all... long. I'm proud of you, Greg. <laughs> Call me off guard. I, you know what I mean? I put the news in here. I give it a good read. I give it a good skim to make sure I got all the important details. I missed the fact that this was the heir to the Broccoli fortune. <laughs> I had to look this up this morning, too. Like, how, like, I was like, her name is also Barbara Broccoli. What do you think her middle name is? To dial it back. Betty? Like, Barbara I'm, Betty? It's broccoli? not even, like, I, like, don't get me wrong, uh, broccoli, one of my favorite foods, Kevin. Everybody knows this about me oh. and broccoli. But it's also the idea of, like, I, what, where it gets really funny is that I read Barbara <laughs> Bo Broccoli of the Broccoli family, and I want you to know, my mind's already 15 pages into the spec script yeah. about that this family made broccoli. They invented broccoli oh. X number of years ago. You know what I mean? They cross pollinated these things. They got it there. 
because I didn't <laughs> remember this either, Greg. I before the show, I also looked this up. I was on Wikipedia, like broccoli family. What's going on with this Barbara broccoli name? And is it like Italian because it sounds Italian, or is it just a weird made up like American? Name? I still don't have an answer. You guys, on it. and after inventing <sighs> the broccoli, you know. They're like, you know, be a good, the broccoli. You know, be a, you know, be a good franchise to own. 007. Well, yeah, we have all crazy. this guys. We all that broccoli money, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, Uncle Alan or great, 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 great Uncle Alan. You know, he inv- he he had this ra- rare idea. Take celery, <laughs> cross it over with cauliflower. <laughs> I don't know how you make broccoli. He did it. We patented it. Now every you know, ten cents of every broccoli floor at Seoul that comes back to us. We have too much money to do. What are we gonna do? Well. My friend over there, he's been working on these books about a secret agent. Great. <laughs> buy, the, buy the rights. We're buying the rights, and we're going off with this, all right? Yeah, it, it's sad I what happened to the family, it. the way they broke up. And now the Broccolini family is just it, it's yeah, constantly fighting, true. you know? And then yeah. and the Broccolettes. Yeah, it's a big mess over there. The <laughs> if Barbara Broccoli was insanely rich, she'd probably be angry that a bunch of clowns on the internet are laughing. And now the made-up fiction of her family. We're the first people to ever do this, I'm sure. <laughs> In the middle of a news report... We we might be. Okay. According to the interview, Io had a meeting with Barbara Broccoli of the Broccoli family who controlled the rights to the James Bond franchise. Broccoli was expressionless at first, but quickly came around to the idea. <laughs> a Brock says that the studio's background with the Hitman universe and its vision for Bond went right into the heart of Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I also was laughing, Greg, because you said broccoli was expressionless. So I pictured like this broccoli person that we also, get, of course, yeah. If we, I, man, we should get Jordan Ullman on the phone because he's some of the word choices. Yeah, the things he got expressionless broccoli right into the heart, the heart of broccoli. Of broccoli. Into the heart yeah. of broccoli, who greenlit the project. Maybe I'm just reading between the lines on this too much. Maybe I'm yeah. wanting to see a lot of broccoli alliterations here, but I'm just seeing yes. them. Uh, Brock noted. Uh, a Brock noted the useful the usefulness of good Scandinavian charm rather than the big American arm movements that a Brock uh, thought. EO, it, it, by the way, Eon is what I've been saying, but it's EON, I assume. It's all capital. I don't know. You know, it was oh, yeah. probably used to. Mm-hmm. Gotta find some kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell me how to pronounce EON or Eon. Uh, previous reporting of the interview suggested that Broccoli mentioned that she didn't think Bond's games were previous Bond games were worthy enough and that they depicted violence for the sake of violence. But these quotes have seemingly been cut from the interview as the time of writing. Fran, outside of our good-hearted laughs here, not making fun of Barbara Broccoli, just making fun of the the fake fictional Broccoli family we've built here. The the family tree of Broccoli. My last name was Broccoli. Imagine how big Broccoli would be on Twitch. Twitch TV slash Broccoli. (laughs) That would be huge. It's just one of those things too of, yeah, like that's the thing. It's It's a great name. It is because like it's yeah. Manager, sorry. Well, <laughs> what was the well, getting away from Broccoli. Uh, what, what what, where are you with Project 007? Let alone on this idea that it doesn't have to be based on a character or anything. Uh, legitimately onto the news. Yeah, the the big thing for me on all of this is you know one thing if you're not totally familiar with Bond and the Broccoli family here, but they are notoriously picky. Um, who gets the license? It's a lot like, you know, there's other licenses. I don't know if Lord of the Rings has really loosened up over the years, but it takes a lot to convince people how they're going to do it. So you have people who make awesome games having to convince people who make the movies or even just produce the lore and all that to convince them how it's handled and to get to the point to say, we're not going to base it on some big Hollywood name. I actually was like so relieved to hear that. I personally think it has been a curse on most video games when you go down this road um it ties mm. it to release schedules it ties yeah, it to yeah, yeah. extra approvals it must be a huge headache and frankly in my mind you know bond isn't a specific image it can be anything yep. and for for them to get to this point not only do they get to make the game but secondly did they get to um create a character with them a look whatever um it shows they have a lot of trust and that is very exciting yeah and i think this was the hope, at least for me, when this got announced, obviously, of let Io, who, you know, has made something so special with Hitman, take this and make it their own. And so, yeah, I wasn't expecting this to be tied to Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan or anything like that. It's nice to have the confirmation about that. Yeah. Because uh, you want uh, them standing out of the way. You want the Broccoli family getting out of their way and letting them make the game they want. You don't want uh, EON, Eon, or whatever, uh, in your face and doing all these different things and saying it has to be like this. And like you're saying, trying to tie it to a budget, try to tie it to an in-universe thing, try to, you know... You know, the stories I hear, of course, I've never made a game, but the stories I hear of working with a big name voice actor, right? It's usually like, cool, you're going to give us this amount of money and you're going to get this many lines. 
You know what I mean? It is a job very yeah. specific at that point. Not that like a Troy Baker and Nolan North or Laura Bailey aren't don't have similar requirements of how much they're working. But yeah. I think that when you bring in a professional voice actor or yeah. an actor who does vo- mocap and everything like Keanu. else. Yeah, you know what you're even you, they're on for the right reasons. They know what they're yeah. taking on. But it, yeah, they got a lot. To, no, to that point, it's like they got other stuff going on. It's like we only need you for three days. It'll be this many thousand lines. And like they very specifically agree where that's because they don't do video game voiceover work every day and they have other opportunities like doing a, a series or a movie. So, yeah, it gets complicated. So like you, I didn't expect it to be a major actor or anything in my mind because it felt like it was going to be this fresh revival, you know, call it next gen, you know, the future of Bond games from, frankly, the perfect company to do it. Um, And so I never expected, but to get the confirmation when I read it in writing, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, it just sort of all uh, crystallized. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, Have you played Hitman 3 at all? No, not yet. And I actually really like the Hitman games. I just have so many games that I've dipped yeah, my toe well. into. And um, so I haven't yet, but it looks gorgeous. Um, yeah, that, the you? opening Dubai mission. Yeah, I've done. I haven't finished it. I did the first three missions for uh, the review in progress. We did a review so far we did. And then I fell off to another review and a couple other things that mm-hmm. I can't talk about. Uh, but I want to go back to it. It's an interesting in my PS. I love you review of it. I was very much like, I've never been a hitman person. Like I've always tried to be a hitman and it hasn't worked for me necessarily. And even playing the IO games of one and two before this, I was very much like I'd play it. I get it. I'd put it down and walk away and don't come back to it. I found myself with hitman three wanting to go back to it and tinker a bit more. I don't know if I'm going to fall in love if I'm going to be there forever. Cause I like you know, the thing I struggle with usually Fran is like, for me, you know, games are narratives. And so once I've beaten the, the, once I've done the assassination, I'm usually not inclined to like be, go back and redo it, go back and do yeah. it a different way, try to shave off points. But for something, uh, for some reason, this one is tinkering with me. Where I was driving with this is the first mission of Dubai opens very cinematically, very secret agency, almost fast and furious, yeah, I think. And I huh? think that very Bond, very Bond like. Oh, I think good. that set, it sets it up of like, you could see this going there. I think obviously it needs to be different. Gunplay needs to be, you know, stiffer. You're not trying to always blend in and do this kind of thing. You want to get into action scenes, but I think really taking what they've learned from Hitman and applying it to a new game and with a new lens is going to be really cool and special. Yeah. I was going to bring that up too. I think it's easy to always assume and, you know, rightly so more in this case where it's like, Oh, it's going to be Hitman, but with bond, but this just came up recently because of, um, Ubisoft massive doing Star Wars game, you know, they're also working on Avatar, yeah. etc. And people like immediately, of course, it became, oh great, Star Wars, that's just a division. It, division wasn't for me. And I saw all these threads, you know, about Division like, was for why, you. No, no. Yes, I know for me. No, 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 not for you. For I'm talking for everybody. The division oh, was for everybody true. and it is that for is everybody. True. Also, in kindofunny.com slash you're wrong, Rolos Racer says the next gen patch for the division two will arrive alongside title update twelve point one, which is scheduled for release on February second. We're all good, right. Fran. We can jump that in right away and do sense. it. And I actually just remembered up. I looked it up the other day, so oh, it all came flooding back. Yeah, it sure comes out the very same day. Uh, uh, what was I saying? So yeah, D- you Star assume- Wars Division wasn't for you. You were talking to people who were like turned okay. off by the fact Don't that Massive was doing mouth. Star Wars. I didn't say Division wasn't for me. So no, 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 not for you. I'm saying I'm. I was in I your. Th- you were saying for the audience. I know. You, you know. The, the whole what, trapeze Robin it, thing. Why'd, why'd you, you forget? Th- I was swinging back to you, Greg, and you. I was helping you. That was me grabbing you, not letting you fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? What, Kevin? I, I just don't understand why he had to pretend that like he remembered. Like I was really. I know, convenient. right? Oh yeah, I did. I, I, I did just Google oh, that. I, and I, no, no, you know, I yeah. I you know this thing that you guys have been be, gel- yelling at me for fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. Now you told me what it is. Yeah, 100%. I actually did legitimately remember looking it up it's the other okay. day you and saying, listen, oh, listen, listen, good. Listen, it, was, listen, it was when friend, Paris and everybody friend, was tweeting it's, about it's it. It's okay. It's okay. Just let it go. I try to let it go spot. and talk Here's about the news, but, he, you know, Kevin is talking. So I feel like it's kind of a... There it is. Uh, so what I was going to say what was you that, you know, a lot of people thought with uh, Ubisoft Massive, you know, that immediately Star Wars is going to be uh, this Division clone. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I came in. I was just like, their art, their uh, talent, they've there's they got so much ability over there that you should not assume that it's gonna be the division, especially for Star Wars. But I th- I think Hitman probably rings a little truer, but to to lead off of what you were saying, Greg, I think that it'll have more action. I think that what they've developed, the thing in Hitman is just that, yeah, the AI, the mm-hmm. the way the world reacts to you, they're gonna use that base, and I think they'll probably insert more action and um 
I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think we'll we'll go back to the the golden eye days of having like multiplayer shooter as part of it. But, I don't know, and I um, and I don't want them to. I want this nah. to be a cool, uh, you know, I want a narrative single player adventure from this that's high quality, cinematic, and gets me who's not a Bond person to enjoy playing as James Bond, right, and be a part of that. And it's yeah. funny too, you know, we haven't talked about it on camera. Uh, the Star Wars massive thing, you and me both being massive fans of the Division One and Two, right, and see massive taking on that, you know. When it got announced, my first thing, and people were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be just Division Star Wars, Star Wars Division, which I want to be against. But I was also, my knee-jerk reaction was, remember when uh, Julian last year, but I think maybe actually yeah. now 2019, got in all sorts of trouble when he was tweeting about, like, it'd be cool to do a single-player uh, Division game, right? To be a narrative in there, right? To have that kind of thing. Like, he was, they've hinted at before that they would love that. to tell, mm -hmm. yeah, that they would love to be a part of that and have some kind of, not necessarily Division, but they have, they can do more than just a multiplayer game. They can do something yeah. that is narrative single player. And I don't know if that's what Star Wars will be, you know, what they're working on, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I was quick to point out as well, where it's like, well, it's not going to be Fallen Order, you know, because we already have that. And yeah, it's exactly. not going to be Division because, frankly, we already have that. And um, Battlefront kind of is that too. I mean, it isn't, but it kind of is. Like, I don't like, because that's what I would think, right? You're doing some massive open world you know shared world shooter what does that look like and i feel like it's not exactly the same but i feel like yeah, you could go in are you stormtroopers are you you know what i mean what are you doing see i don't know i i i definitely I, i'm backing more the fact that studios uh have great capability like io <clears throat> ubisoft massive they can you'd be surprised when they make that change right i mean remember yeah. right what what did naughty dog do before they did uncharted you wouldn't have expected you know maybe that type of game sure um you know because they did crash right so it was sure. like oh sorry i thought that was rhetorical yeah see, crash. <laughs> it was rhetorical but just in case that people were sure. like oh, yeah you're right you know, like folks like blessing you know they don't know right he's blessing yeah, i swear to somebody put this up on they put this I'm in the YouTube kidding. comments the other day. Like, Blessing seems like somebody who got blinked into existence like two years ago and has just been See? learning on the fly or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's but no, like, like you, it's routine. the same thing for Gorilla, right? They did Killzone. Yeah. They did Killzone. Yes. They did Killzone. And, like, did you expect them to do Horizon when Horizon got announced and it was them working on it? And let alone, did you expect it to be fantastic? Exactly. And it really, that was it. It was a little bit of my campaign. Like, give these studios a chance to show you don't assume. I mean, sometimes, of course, it happens. And that's why we do assume it, that it becomes a bit of a clone. But I don't think you're going to see that here. I think you'll see, yeah, more action on top of Hitman. And um, I could talk about the Ubisoft Massive stuff all day, but we Oof. probably shouldn't. Well, you will on February 2nd <laughs> when we go back and play some of that on PS5. Let's make that happen, uh, Another you're wrong here comes from Ignacio Rojas. Broccoli was oh, bred gosh. out of the wild cabbage plant. Quote, here's how that worked. Wild cabbage has a small has small flower buds and is biennial. Bi biennial is what it says. Oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, that means it only flowers every other year. In a controlled environment, it can be forced to reproduce itself many times. When an offspring of the plant with larger, tastier buds grows, gardeners threw away the less tasty plants and started reproducing from that one. And that gave us broccoli. This is from IndianaPublicMedia.org. So if you want to go check in on Indiana that. knows a thing or two about agriculture, Greg. We know that. They do. So. There's more than corn in Indiana at Indiana Beach. <laughs> I think you and I are the only two people. Well, there might be two or three more people out there that know what you're talking about. But do you, do you remember that jingle? Yes, there's more than corn, corn in Indiana. Indiana. I, I, for the record, that wasn't a reach for you and your Juliet roots. That was very no, much. No. A, I brought. I I made the podcast. <laughs> watch it. Uh, that video months ago now. But like, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, now we all know. I want to go see there. that again. Yeah. <clears throat> all right number two on the roper report uh you are going to start getting more halo infinite updates and they begin this week this is eddie over at GameSpot. halo infinite was supposed to release in november 2020 as a launch title for the xbox series x slash s before it was delayed an entire year due in part to the covid19 pandemic People are understandably eager to learn more about the game and how its development is progressing. Thankfully, then, developer 343 Industries is now committing itself to providing at least a high-level update on the next-gen Halo title every month until its release. Posting on Reddit, community manager Brian Gerard. Am I saying that right, Fran? Do you know Gerard, Brian Gerard? I don't know Brian Gerard, but it looks like you're pronouncing it correctly. Said fans have no need to worry about Halo Infinite just because 343 hasn't said much about the game recently. Responding to a fan who said they were worried because 343 hadn't shared any new info yet this year, uh, Gerard pointed out that Microsoft had gone more than a year with Radio Silence before. And the last update came relatively recently on December 8th when the company released screenshots and announced a fall 2021 release window. 
Gerard also mentioned that the beginning of any new year can be slow to do developers taking time off for the holidays. Quote, keep in mind that many of us around the studio were out of the office for two or more weeks to the end of the year, and it takes time to get back to the swing of things, etc., he said. Looking ahead, Gerard said 343 will deliver high-level updates or better Oh, I'm sorry. High-level updates or better every week regarding the development of Halo Infinite. And, in fact, the next Inside Infinite blog is coming this week, featuring developers on the Sandbox team talking about their processes and sharing new insight. This won't be too specific of a reveal, Gerard said, but the wider goal is to be more transparent. Quote, we've committed to at least monthly high-level updates, and the next Inside Infinite is coming out this week. This month, we're talking about we're talking with members of the Sandbox team to share some insights into their vision for Halo Infinite and the work they're doing, Gerard said. To manage expectations, this won't have world premiere, big screenshots, or huge things like a date announce. But our goal is to offer community, the community, our community, more context and insights into the team and the game we are making, end quote. Fran gotcha. Mirabella and- III. Mm-hmm. Good deal? Yeah, I was going to say, oh, Sketch is Brian Gerard, and I do know who that is. Um, there you go. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit by that name, but not not like actually know him like like we know other people in the industry. You could anyway, call him right now and say, "Hey, what's up?" And call Brian Jr. Not much, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what I was gonna say is that yeah, one, I was uh, I totally got the perspective of like you know, has it really been this long since we've had an update? Like, not really, because they over the years they haven't said much. It's because I think what we saw the marketing expected it to come out uh, sure. last year, and so it feels like forever now as we just wait for it to come out. But for them to commit to this schedule is great. Um, I think, yeah, fans should be careful. Like he was alluding to, like, look, it's not going to be like these huge screenshot updates every week. Yeah. So it's exciting that they're going to communicate, and I think – as you'll find with most studios, one, you know, the publisher, Microsoft, of course, the owner, allowing them to trust to, to communicate uh, because it usually takes so much approval, right, for a property this big. So they'll learn along the way of, of how to communicate more regularly. And I think updates will get better, of course, you know, as we get we get into the year. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's what I'm dialing back to, because I think when they put up the, hey, we're pushing it back thing, they talked about one of their deals was they wanted to be uh more open and i think that's where it's coming from right of like i'm looking here trying to jump through the uh, the the actual post from december 2020 Hmm. this is on december 8th or whatever they're talking about oh yeah but it was about you know the conversation that they do want to talk to their audience more and share it with them so it isn't something happening behind cloak and dagger you know i mean behind the curtain so people don't understand what's going on and i think that's a great way to do it because you do have a an audience that's starving for content on this. And it's so hard, as you know, Fran, you've been a student of the game longer than I have, but I think it comes up all the time of when movies get announced and there's all these behind the scenes things, or even just when things get optioned, there's news about it. And I've seen so many people in more recent times be like, why aren't games more like this? Why aren't games talking about what's happening? Why aren't there set visits and stuff? And you could make an argument for previews and stuff like that. But then there are these large chasms of nothing which are part of a marketing schedule. And it goes, this all plays into the conversation we've had so many times of what is in 2021, or at least modern times, the right amount of lead up to your game, right? I prefer, of course, the, hey, we announced the game and it's coming out in six months and you get six months of information before the game drops. But mm-hmm. when something like this happens where the game is dramatically delayed, now you had your initial run up. You, we already see the, you know, the Mountain Dews on this out there with Master Chief on them, the back yeah. of the <laughs> Xbox Series Xbox having Master Chief on it. It's like clearly this didn't line up the way they want to. And how do you keep people's excitement, but not give them too much, but also not scare them, not give, you know, have a chilling effect that like they're talking about from this Reddit comment where, man, they haven't talked in a while. I think the game's in trouble. And he has to come in to be like, yeah, we that, talked in December, which that, really isn't that far. See, and that is the very irony of it. It's like, you wonder why, you know, companies are afraid to communicate regularly because remember when you said, or hey, you didn't, yep. and you said this was going to be in the game. And unfortunately it is kind of, uh, um, it's a bit of a negative place out there on the internet. And so of course. it's hard, it's hard to communicate with fans, but also the, you know, the, the, you know, responsibility you have to the investors, to the company. And it's very, frankly, it's complicated as, as you know, very well, like just to get a message out, think of how many people do you think look at the post before it goes live on three, four, a three, lot. Greg, like, like you don't yeah. know that 
a lot. The yes, amount of times I've been seeing things delayed and uh, been a part of something that's going to be an announcement and it gets yeah. delayed or moved around or completely neutered by the time it gets to you. Yeah, and that's what we call in the biz as opportunity cost. And if you add up all those minutes sure. and hours, think of how many hours it takes just to get a post up. So anyway, I agree, though. It, it should be done. It has to be done. And, and you know, coming from now, the Halo background before it turned to Destiny and seeing Bungie went through the exact same thing. So there's some, you know, irony there as well of like, you need to be able to communicate with your audience because they're gonna get um, they're gonna get unsettled pretty quickly yeah. without info. Yeah, and like rightly so. There's a ton of huge Halo fans that have been holding this franchise up for many years, and so I think you also they deserve it. They deserve more communication, and so even though it is a lot of work, it's awesome that they're doing this, and and it's gonna pay dividends when it comes to the end of the year, and they're already in this rhythm, and it's like cool. The game's out, and we have an update next week on the patches. Like it's it's not we're not gonna have to start over. Exactly, and I think it does. You know. It keeps the hardcore satisfied of here's what we're talking about and here's where we are. And yeah, it's not a big drop this month, but in three months when it is a big drop, that brings in more eyes and they see what's going on. And you get to really chart the course for your community and talk about what's going on. Yeah. Right? On this note, Greg, do you think we're going to have like the traditional spot of E3 this year still? Um, and we'll get a lot of news around Halo. I mean, uh, if or do you, like or will there be the news drop around when e3 not you like an is? event i'm yes. saying yeah will we get another digital yeah. online you, week, oh, you think of, you think jeff yeah. keely's not already cooking yeah jeff keely's already the, working over there on summer games fest the He's summer, got of, george. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The summer yes. of george <laughs> yeah no you're definitely gonna get another summer full of announcements and things like that and i think our industry will actually i think it's gonna be compared to this year i think the summer announcements you get in 2021 are going to be awesome. I think they're going to have yeah. it on track. People are going to understand what they're doing. They're going to actually understand what milestones they can and can't hit. I think Jeff's going to be able to take it more by the reins, I would hope, right? Because that was my yeah. biggest thing about this, and this is tra transitioning to when E3 fell away last year, I was like, awesome. Go, Jeff Keighley, go. And when he announced Summer, game, summer's game, summer Games Fest, right, I was hoping it was going to be a very organized Jeff telling us the schedule, here's when everybody's going kind of thing. And what it became, there, Jeff definitely had his own exclusives. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I think it was more, he did a lot of stuff like we do of like, all right, cool. He was like yeah, an aggregator. He aggregated everything that was going yeah. on from other people. And I don't think, I think a lot of ego probably got in the way of other developers and publishers where they were like, no, we'll do our own thing and we can blah, blah, blah. And we saw by what, like, I, would, I was, I was going to say mid-July, but probably start of July. We were all a little bit like, oh my God okay, this is enough. Like, in the, you know, those early days, we reacted to everything. And then by the end of it, we peeled back to just what, like, we really thought had a chance at being something really yeah, cool. But so yeah. I, think, I hope Jeff's able to come in and throw his weight this time and be like, cool, we did it your way and you wore everybody out. So now I'm doing Summer Games Fest and we're going to have this week, we're going to have these three tent pole events every month. We want you to be a part of those. And if not, then you can go try to be in PlayStation State of Play or whatever Xbox you're yeah. going to do. That's funny. That's a whole nother discussion because it's like at the end of the day, though, you still have the ESA and E3. And like when Jeff did stuff for them at E3, it was for them at E3. And of course, Jeff brought his audience and his production and everything. But in other words, it wasn't like it's Jeff's E3 and Jeff's show. And so I know he's going to do Summer Games and he'll obviously have way more time now and 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 results of yet another huge success in, in the year yeah. uh, for the Game Awards. But like what I'm getting at is you guys do stuff around E3. You know, IGN does stuff around E3. Everybody does. And what we need is hopefully some central direction of like ESA, are we going to have a week of stuff that you're producing? Uh, whatever it's going to be. Are you going to do the press conferences? Are the people going to participate? I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see again, you know, when the E3 news starts spinning up, like what are they going to do? Because we were even talking about last year, will there ever be an E3 again? You know, like, that's my thing is like, I don't so, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think last year, Jeff's stuff was not at all tied to E3 or ESA, right? And the last, and that was yeah, the no, thing of total third party. That was last year, especially was everybody finally, I think, going and waking up to the fact that, like, <laughs> oh, without E3, we don't need to worry about the ESA. Like, there was so much kowtowing because you needed space on the floor and you needed this, and you, you know, what I mean, like, right. And the ESA has continually fucked things up, and I know they've gone in and cleaned house and moved things around. So I'm not talking about current structure, but I'm talking about mm. the fact that what ESA did to his reputation in the final few E3s, let alone to then last year try to be like this. Oh, we're still going to do so. Yeah. Right? Like, and even yeah. now, if you come back and do that, like, why would you do that? You, and it's you know, you say, oh, I, you know, we do kind of funny does stuff around E3. IGN does stuff around E3. Like, we. Yeah, make reaction content. We make reaction content all, all the whole year. IGN too, right? We're reacting to what other people are doing. So I think if Jeff grabs the bull by the horns and is like, 
here's what we're doing. You don't need the ESA. Let me tell, get everybody on the same page and on a schedule and where we're going. And we can make these into big events once a month throughout the summer and something like that. That'd be huge. I think yeah. the ESA, like, I don't know what they're going to do this year. I don't think they're going to Yeah, do actually, you make a really good point. My E3-addled brain after, you know, about 20 of them, you know, 20 of them is um, – you know, I always think of just E3 as E3, but without the floor, without the the need to do all that is normally done there, which has been a discussion for many years. Yeah, you could, other than the name and the brand, you really don't need to do that. What you need is, frankly, the, the, the three things, or at least two things that are most important are PlayStation and Microsoft. Could they decide that they would work together to do something in one week? <laughs> that would I be step so. Step one, and then step two is all the publisher, you know, the makers of games, developers follow. So that's what we should be working on uh, more than anything. Get those two together. But then there's the argument, right, of like, do we even, like, if you're any of those people, I I love the centralized week of news, and that fell away last uh, year and changed drastically, obviously, because of COVID and everything else. But now you are in this place of just like, games are huge. And guess what? Everybody's still trapped at home. So yeah. you can still do your own. We could do another Gorilla Collective. We could do another kind of funny game showcase. Devolver could do a Devolver thing, whatever they want. Nintendo does their indie stuff all the time. Like you don't really need to commit to it, but it is easy. That's how we've always digested information. It's how schedules have played out. Yeah, but it, it, as long as it takes to work, you have to start planning. Um, yep. Frankly, if you haven't already started planning, it's difficult, but it's a little easier, I think, doing it from home. But by in a couple of weeks from now, all these people need to have made that decision and be working. Oh, yeah. It. So, and that's why I think again, I, hope like, I think Jeff is in such a unique position that I bet as soon as Game Awards ended, the next day, that next Monday, he was out there hitting people up like, let's talk about the summer. What are we yeah. doing in place of E3 and what can we do? Jeff well, Keighley I, is I our hope, savior. Uh, you said Sony and Xbox getting together for something. Well, I have Nintendo news for you. Number three <laughs> on the Rope Report, there's an Animal Crossing New Horizons update inbound. I'm reading from Nintendo. Feathers and festivities are headed your way soon. A free update to the Animal Crossing New Horizons game for the Nintendo Switch system will arrive January 28th. This new update includes a colorful and feather-filled festival event, uh, some heartfelt seasonal additions, new reactions, and new items to purchase. Beginning January 28th, the new update will add the following features for the game. Festival event. Feel the heat with the colorful festival event uh, filled with dancing and flying feathers. On February 15th, dancer... Pave, Pave? What yeah, do you say? I think Pave. Pave, I think you Pave uh, will arrive on your island's plaza to usher in some confetti and carnival spirit. Uh, on the day of the event, you can capture colorful feathers floating on your island with your net and trade them to Pave uh, to receive a passionate dance number in return. Uh, rainbow feathers uh, seem to be an especially rare sight, so be sure to catch them and trade them with Pave. Invite friends over to your island to visit... Uh, with theirs and partake with festivities together new reactions if you want to express your excitement for festival you now have a range of new reactions to choose from the viva festival reaction set can be purchased with in-game bells from the shelf at nook's cranny for a limited time and includes feeling it let let's go and viva and confetti New clothing. Starting fe February 1st, Festival clothing will be available at the Able Sister Shop for a limited time. Now you can get your Festival groove on in style with these fashionable looks and then seasonal items. Uh, make sure you keep an eye out for seasonal items at the Nook Stop in Residence Services and through Nook Shopping. Celebrate the sentimental season with chocolate hearts and heart-shaped bouquets, which will be available for purchase beginning February 1st and running through February 14th. There are also other items related to Groundhog Day and big game celebration available for certain periods during january and february also starting march 26th the animal crossing sanrio collaboration pack will be available for purchase exclusively at target stores across the u.s at a suggested retail price of 5.99 the animal crossing sanrio Col collaboration pack contains all six amiibo cards from the unique sanrio collaboration series additionally another animal crossing new horizons update is planned in march so please stay tuned for further details to come fran did you ever get an Animal Crossing? <clears throat> We're talking Francoon. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Of course, it was last year. Uh, we we built Francoon. Uh, it was it was to be the world premiere destination that the biggest parties in the world of Animal Crossing would mm -hmm. happen on. Uh, but unfortunately, as I started to build and pave sand across the entire island and got into the summer. And the year got worse and worse. <laughs> I just gave up eventually. And it's sitting there, you know, waiting to be awakened once the pandemic is over, though. And it's gonna so be you basically made Fire Festival. 
You just made yeah, fire. Yeah, you made all these promises that <laughs> Frank Coon was going to do this amazing part of the station. Yeah. Uh, we show up and you you haven't even like evolved Nook's cranny beyond the tents. It's just yeah. There's thing. just like some tents and like there's not enough food or water and sure. you sort yeah, of fend yeah. for yourself. But um, but no, I I really appreciate Animal Crossing. It's like I have so many games that I stupidly have chosen to play that are jobs. And unfortunately, <laughs> Animal Crossing became too much of a job. And what I mean by that is I love the games. There's so much weekly, monthly upkeep, and I just can't keep up with them all. But, Greg, the reality is you are the Animal Crossing master on the show here. I- I'm excited sure, to hear okay. from you. For now, uh, the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. only thing I can say is the Sanrio collab. I don't think they've done that yet. That's huge. Getting Sanrio collaboration is amazing. Um, Hello Kitty and such. I don't know if that's what's going to be in there, but... Uh, this is you know again animal crossing being animal crossing and i can't wait for uh more stuff i love i love having a reason to turn it on you know what i mean and that's the thing where the carnival stuff doesn't do stuff for me but the valentine stuff does going in and getting that kind of goofy stuff and decorating my island with those uh, things groundhog day very stoked about very stoked about groundhog day to see what they got there yeah that it's funny i I heard that in there i was like they even got groundhog day and they're good for them um yeah but like legitimately, Greg, like you have so much going on with yeah. your business, your work, and your and daily other games I play. Like you're, like you're talking all about, all yeah. these, yeah. And so I, I just, how do you do it? And are you truly convince me that you don't just do it to keep up with it? Because you, because I kind of know you got you started it and you're committed to keeping it going. I think right. It's like with yeah. your platinums, you started that a long time ago, and you will, you, you amazingly been doing it all these years. You've never given it up. Is it more like that, or do you truly enjoy when you flip it on? And and how much Animal, time do you play when you flip it on? I would say right now, Animal Crossing is in the same category as Fortnite, which means that it is a game that I adore, and it is a game that will stay on my unit forever. But it's a game that I will go long stretches of time without touching. And it's that that was it, you know. I mean, when it dropped from it, when it dropped in March all the way through into June or July, like it was a daily thing. You know, what I mean, it yeah. was literally like we wake up. So it's so tied to early pandemic, right? Of yeah, waking up, same. come out here, turn it on. What's in the shop? What's at Able Sisters? You know, do a couple little in my dailies, and then get into start building kind of funny games daily. Mm-hmm. And then as you're talking about, like over time, it drifts and drifts and drifts to the point that for me, it was the big update for Halloween was the next one that drew, drew me back in where it yeah, was like getting, re- oh, they announced it finally. And it was September and I started re, uh, you know, doing my island, repositioning my island. And then on Animal Crossing, then when it, it was Halloween time and it was, you know, stopping every day to get the new pumpkin, get a new recipe, do whatever. Then it was back to being daily. But then as soon as that ended, I didn't touch it for the longest time until we were right before when Christmas started up and I wanted to go even, I didn't even do the gift stuff really. I was more than for new year's where I actually turned it on for new year's. That was our countdown clock. You know, Jen and I have this mm. cute little photo of us out at a fire pit uh, and it's got <laughs> the animal crossing there counting it down. Right. And that's how yeah. I used it. And so like now my islands do for a refresh. I need to go through, I still have so much Halloween stuff up, even though that's kind of what I want my Island to be, but I need to move some pumpkins and do all this different stuff. So it's there right now with a bunch of it's it's per I still do the thing, Fran, where when Jen and I go for walks, you know, and I look we'll be going we'll walk through Golden Gate Park. I'll do that thing of like, I kind of like how this walkway has cobblestones <laughs> on the side. I'm like, if I did a two pat like that's yeah, how I think about it. You got all those ideas. And so like building, I, yeah. I think that like, you know, again, for not Carnival itself, but for Valentine's Day, for Groundhog Day, for big uh, big game, <laughs> I'll come back and do some stuff. But it's more exciting. They bury the lead here, which I find is interesting, right? If you didn't watch the trailer, which is, of course is up on Animal Crossing's uh, Twitter, which is where I saw it, right? Additionally, another update for Animal Crossing New Horizons is planned in March. So please stay mm-hmm. tuned for further details to come. When you watch the trailer, I, I guess I should have sent it to Kevin. When you watch the trailer, uh, it ends with next free update scheduled for March. And you have the Mario mushroom and the Mario star. Oh. So it's like going to be a Mario anniversary thing is the the rumor going oh. around. So if March's update is, hey, get all this Mario uh, uh, junk in your island and you know collect these things and get Mario outfits. And yeah, I'm like, fuck yes. I will 100% do that. I, 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 whatever you're doing there, I will be back for all about because I want to get all that crap. That's yeah. what it is. Just collecting yeah, crap. I, <laughs> That's Animal Crossing. And, <laughs> and to be clear, for fans of the game, I'm not um, suggesting that... Oh, well, Kevin's got it. I'm, I'm not suggesting that... Um, you know, you shouldn't play the game because there's too much work to do. It's, I just mean, with having so much going on, I find it, I was like, there's no way I can do this and keep up with it. So I, I'm i like, I'll co- yeah, I'll come back maybe another time um, when the time's right. You'll never come back. Fran Coon is dead. No, man. Fire, fire, yeah, Fire Fran is trending. Fire Fran. 
and it's trending. It's trending, or that's just trending. two people in the chat saying it. Where are you seeing I mean, it trending? There's a, there's a whole poll about it on kind of funny games right here. Oh, actually. yeah. Would well, you go to Fire Fran? Right Fran. Oh, see, I thought you meant fire. Like, should we fire Fran from kind of funny games daily? Oh, not that fire what? Festival. why would your yeah. head go there? What the heck? Because that's a normal thing to get to jump to. That's a normal <laughs> thing to jump to, Fran. I yeah, know. Fire Island Festival or the Fire Festival. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I I'll probably dive back in at some point especially if there was like mario or you can imagine if there was like a metroid like thing i doubt there would be for metroid but um yeah if there's something for mario that could be pretty cool frame um i wait i have a quick question for kevin am i crazy or is our frame rate all over the place on the is that am i imagining that what what are you saying what are you seeing oh i thought i saw that my camera was messed up on the show it, it did flash for a second i think okay but you're good okay. like it, it was just okay. a momentary thing that i saw the corner of my eye my eye Okay, my just eye. making sure I didn't need my to eye. fix something. Okay. My eye! Uh, Fran, I'm excited to see what this Mario business is all about. But that's still so far away. If I wanted something immediate, say, getting the show without ads, where would I go? It was a trick. You go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, Fran, yeah, where like... you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by the Kind of Funny Next Gen Podcast. If you haven't heard about this, ladies and gentlemen, we have a podcast that is exclusive to Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or patreon.com slash kindoffunny. And at the gold level, you get the KF Next Gen Podcast that's hosted by Blessing, Barrett, and Roger. Episode one is up. It has been for a while. It's the January episode. That means that when you February rolls around it'll be right there uh, obviously uh this is a cool thing uh, i it's really awesome for me and i assume uh, tim and nick but i don't talk to them but mainly me of going in and listening to a podcast that is these three saying hey we're making our own podcast and it's you know definitely the play on that we're the next generation of kind of funny and just seeing them own that and go through that and learn how to podcast together and make their own topics and do all stuff i really enjoyed episode one uh it's one of those things i don't think we do a good job of talking about the patreon exclusive content that's up so i highly recommend this one of course if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you were to subscribe at the gold level remember you get all the benefits of both the, the other Patreon. Whichever one you subscribe on, you'd get the other one too. So you'd get all the shows ad-free. You'd be able to write in. You'd get all the post shows. You'd do all that stuff. Plus, you'd get the exclusive perk of the Next Gen Podcast. So go over there. Give it a listen. And if you like it, make sure you tweet at Blessing Barrett and Roger and say, hey, good job. And if you don't like it, just keep it to yourself and don't tell anybody, please. It would really screw up people <laughs> listening to that show. No, definitely tell a friend. That's why you get to be able to do awesome stuff like have me on the show sometimes. Too. Exactly. So you think Fran's coming in here for free? You think he's waking up this early just for <laughs> for no bucks? Ooh, Fran, where do you come so down on Fall Guys? You know, uh, very similar, maybe not quite similar to Animal Crossing, but basically I really appreciate Fall Guys. I just don't have the time to you'd, – you'd say like just jump in and out, but to be good at Fall Guys, it takes time to get good at it. And I was like, this is another game – that I'd like to keep up with, but I haven't been keeping up with it since the first season. Um, well, I really appreciate what they've done, though. You know season three is out, and number four in the Roper Report, we have details on Fall Guys season 3.5. This is from the official Fall Guys Twitter account with the tease. They say, what will be in season 3.5? A brand new level, 40-plus new variations to our existing levels, a fall feed, and then the eye emoji, new DLC pack, Godzilla, Sonic, and Goose Game costumes available in the regular store, and new shows and costumes go live uh, over the coming weeks. Obviously, just teases from Fall Guys, but this has been my conversation about Fall Guys: of how long is it going to last, and where is it going, and how you know what's the intention span? Dropping stuff like this in there gets me excited. Where I'm going to turn it on probably and look at this Godzilla costume. Am I going to buy it? I don't know. I'm going to look at the Goose costume. I got to buy it. I don't know, but I'm going to look at it. I'm going to turn it on for that. I want to see what's going on with it. Yeah, I was going to say uh, one small note on this is I love that they're doing Godzilla, but, I mean, where's Kong? It's a very small note there. I feel like we need Kong in there, too. Is that where you come down on the Godzilla versus Kong? I mean, that I want it both in Fall Guys for, you know, I feel like they need an equal shot. Full stop. <laughs> Straight facts, hard truth. Godzilla is way cooler than King Kong. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Godzilla is way cooler, but Thank I you. feel so much more like... You know, Kong just feels so much more, like, obviously human and, and, and real, and you, you worry about Kong, don't you? You worry no. about Kong more than you'd Get worry about Get out of here, you big ape. Get off that building. You don't feel that Leave way? that lady alone. Oh, come on. Kong's got heart where Godzilla just Godzilla's like here to protect us. That's the whole hook of the movie. He was our friend, and now he's fighting Kong and destroying stuff. What's going on? We got to figure it out. Can you really empathize with Godzilla? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, he had a kid. Remember that? 
I don't remember that. So lots, I need oh to catch God. up on lots, that. Lots Apparently, I need to catch up on that. I'm putting a poll in here. Who's cooler? Godzilla, Kong. It's going up for three minutes. There you go. Vote vote if you want to, Twitch kids. But we all know it's Godzilla. Way cooler. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm interested to see what this stuff is. I don't know if it'll bring me back hardcore, but, you know, especially with the Twitch streaming we've been doing each and every day after Kind of Funny Games Daily, uh, I'm always down for Fall Guys. I don't feel like I don't have that pull necessarily that I need to go play it all the time, but I'm always down for some. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy they've had amazing success and hopefully influence others to take big swings like this. And um, I think that's the real impact of this game. Obviously it's awesome that there's still uh, stuff going on with seasons and stuff for the game, but um, you know, maybe in a, in a way like sea of thieves as well, right? It was a big swing sure. for them to do that. Hold on. Hey, Lucy, and... who's cooler King Kong or Godzilla? No, that's yeah, not damn the, right. Damn right. That wasn't the question. It was like, who do you relate to more? Is what no, that's saying. your question. I'm not a no. I, I, that's never been the Friend, argument I've been making. Of who do you relate that was definitely to? Definitely the question. Do you do you relate to the dinosaur who's been living in the core of the earth, or this this yeah. monkey who kind of evolved into a, a what? Is, no, he must was, been. There's a missing link where the monkey started evolving into us, and then King Kong just evolved into a big old guy. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> to get to King Kong. Something. What's like the story that? with he that? Kevin? Ate a lot of broccoli. Probably got small. Kevin, how King Kong get so big? What's the what's his what's his backstory? Well, Did I mean, he come from a race of really big uh, yeah, apes? Yeah, in the in oh. the newest canon, yeah. There's a the uh, I haven't watched any Skull Island where there's a bunch of giant apes. They're really respected. He was a baby in that movie though. Now he's an adult. Okay, big boy. You know what I mean? Do I need to watch those? I feel like I'm not going to watch those. I'm just going to watch Godzilla versus. I did the Godzilla movie with uh, Brian Cranston. You I just did the, the first second one. one. You should watch the second one. It's fun. And then the monsters, bored, it's yeah. got the girl from Stranger Things, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Skull Island. Is that Island, on HBO Max? Yeah. It's got to be on HBO Max. Uh, Skull Island was directed by a uh, dude who's going to do Metal Gear. Jo yeah, Jordan, Jordan Roberts. Roberts. So yeah, give, it, yeah, yeah. give it a watch. It's very pretty, Skull Island. Is that on HBO Max? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Fuck. Just I'm on HBO it. Max right now. You know. I, don't know. I don't need to Google it. I'm logged in. Right? Google it. Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's right there. I'm adding that to my thing. Let's Kong. see about Everybody Kong. wants Kong and Fall Guys. That's Kong Skull Island's here. I'm putting that on there too. That was not. Is that the only Kong one? Just Kong Skull Island? That's it. That's all it is. And there's like a post credit scene. Just a heads up because I never knew. So okay. I missed it. Hmm. Okay. And it like okay. directly connects all these movies. Kong goes to like a hero. Number five adventure. on the Roper Report. We got big Battlefront numbers for you. Uh, EA tweeted more than 19 million players got Star Wars Battlefront 2 from the Epic Game Store promotion. Uh, that was for free. Uh, thank you so much for all the continued support, even after our final content drop. Uh, we'll watch your careers with great interest. May the force be with you, troopers. I, I, I saw you put your finger up. What do you? I saw it. Yeah, Go, yeah. Shoot. I was like, you know. Uh, as an example, I already own Battlefront, and um, of course, I'm a big supporter of Epic and have been on there a while, but um, I also downloaded uh, it. You're wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're wrong, says Wild Tune says. Have Fran tell us his Epic supporter creator ID, please. Thank you, Greg. Uh, it's just Fran Mirabella. Thank you, as always, best friends, for supporting me. And yeah, if you're on the Epic store and you're on PC, Fran Mirabella is a way to support. I appreciate that shout out. Thank you. Um, so what I was going to say is, my only point here is 19 million players got it. And yeah, I mean, it's a huge franchise, but it's also a free game. And like, who doesn't like a free game? Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm sure I, people who already had another platform just downloaded it again and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I think they did the right thing, of course, sharing that number. But the real number would be how many people played it because yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no, I, like, and again, I own the game. And of course, I claimed it for free, but that's all I did with it. So that's what they're saying. So that's the news. Um, but I mean, it's Star Wars and it's a free, amazing star. Honestly, Battlefront 2 is a great game, by the way. Yeah, it evolved. Game. It evolved into a great yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the uh, multiplayer got really fun, man. If Have you guys gone back to that in the last like year even or six months? I did for something, but it's been okay. a while since then. Even. It could have been. But I was going to say it actually, I'm always surprised when I hop back into it, especially as a team playing as like somebody's Yoda, somebody's playing, you know, Luke or whatever. I crush you, I will. It's a lot of fun, man. Um, so worth worth maybe a stream in the future. Who knows? Uh, and then final on the Roper Report today, number six, the DICE Award nominations have been revealed. Of course, uh, the DICE Awards are uh, happening on April 8th, 2021. Uh, of course, two DICE is, you know, a bunch of different developers, industry people that make the game. So this is a peer-voted uh, panel and nomination thing. Uh, not, I'm just going to give you Game of the Year. Uh, they're the usual suspects. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two, all nominated on there.
Uh, like I said, it's usual suspects. I did enjoy their outstanding achievement for an independent game. You have Coffee Talk, a game I enjoyed. Hades, if found. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition and Noita, which I have not played. That's the only one of there I have not played. But go ahead and check that out. A lot of that happening, and then of course tune in for uh, the Dice Awards, April eighth, twenty twenty one. Will they bring back the hosts they've had for the last few years that have been dynamite? And everybody's loved. <laughs> well, we don't know. You should. You should. What would you think the hosts would say about that, Greg? That they that they don't They're have a contract back, signed in front they, of them you right think now. They'd want it? Do you think they'd want to come back and do it? I think they would want to come back. Yeah, I think you need them. You need them now more than ever. These hosts. You know Should what I mean? Call Chobot right now and see. <laughs> yeah, I think she's out hosting another show. <laughs> she's yeah, out filming exactly. another season <laughs> of her TV shows. She might be busy. Who knows? But I'm just saying, um, I got I got nothing to do. I got nothing to do. These amazing hosts aside, yeah. I want to take a second and applaud loudly because this is such a Fran thing, by the way. And I want to go on a little. I'm going to go on a little rant here. But a Fran raid? Because I know the show's almost over. Um, that I'm so happy that actually they are taking their time. I think in this industry, Game Awards, unfortunately, the year's over, and therefore we need to do our award right away. Many years at IGN, and you know, mm, Greg, we've been in those mm. meetings together. Oh my God, like I'm playing so many games at once. Like I want to play this. I haven't played that one. I can't vote for that category. H- having enough time for starters, and I'm sure there's more reasons why it's taking till April, but I really love waiting and making sure that all these people, especially the people making games, have the time to yeah, play. Just play it. I'm not knocking the game awards, and I'm not knocking that you can't do it. It's that I think it is the bar none most objective way to do it is we should be waiting. You know, I mean, I would have been even just as happy if we didn't get awards until E3 every year. So I know it's a long time, but it gives people to truly appreciate games. And as a final note, someone coming from having to rush through games to review them to going out and enjoying them on my time got yeah. a difference in the way yeah. that you can look at them and appreciate them and really make that mental note about what they bring to the table. So, Well said, Fran. And yeah, I think especially for it being peer voting, right? You want to give the people who are making the video games time yeah. to actually play the games their friends have made and peers have made. Yeah, but I, you know, in other words, it's technically it's delayed, right? From February to April based on what we yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. So I know a lot of people out there probably were like, oh man, April, like, what's it matter? Like, it's even better is my point. So, and of course I'm going to miss being there with you at the show. I know, more than I anything. know, me too. <laughs> no more but Vegas honestly, first. That, that one hits harder than almost all of them. Like, that's, that's what's crazy. crazy. That, was, that was the last like event. That was the last industry yeah. event. That's crazy. Uh, Fran, I'm excited to see what, uh, Dice Award nominees will be for 2022, but that is so far away for the 22 years, 2021 awards, but in 2022, that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Hey, Tilly Ariza two lost legends and the secret fairy on PS5, PS4, switch and PC are out today. And so are all these other games. I skipped that project. Winter is on Xbox one cyber shadow, PS4, Xbox one switch and PC King Arthur Knight's tale, PC snowtopia ski resort, tycoon PC and Coda and Kodia on PC and Mac zombie apocalypse on switch red dead online players will score a new batch of bonuses when cooking up items around the campfire or from purchasing Gus's concoctions this week alongside new login rewards and discounts to aid their hunting and crafting endeavors across the frontier. Uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale is available on Steam Early Access. Renzo Racer is out today on PS5. Asterix and Obelix XX3, XXL3 uh, The Crystal Men Here is now available in the US on the PlayStation 4. Celeste 2 Lonnie's Trek or Celeste Classic 2 is available on itch.io. Uh, and then Reggie tweeted today. Did you see this? Reggie Fizeme, no. former head of Nintendo tweets, Heard about them. Industry icons, frenemies, benches, whatever. Join Robbie Bach, the Jack, or, I'm, their handles are sorry. Robbie Bach, who used to be at an Xbox, Jack Trenton, who used to run PlayStation, and me, Reggie Fisame, who used to run Nintendo, in a spirited talk benefiting the NYVGCC and leading into NY Game Awards. Uh, Tuesday, that's today, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 3.30 Pacific on Twitch. That's awesome. I want to see that. Awesome. Uh, new dates for you. A ground uh, is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One on February 11th. Uh, Haven will be coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Epic Games Store on February 4th. Learning Factory reaches early access 
Yeah, that's right. Learning Factory is on early access uh, February 18th. Biomutant is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on May 25th, 2021. There's an Apex update coming, and it reads, Fuse arrives in Season 8, and he's packing plenty of things that go boom. Pick apart the opposition with the Lever Action 3030 repeater. Explore an obliterated King's Canyon. Look for all new gold magazines and more. Master the Mayhem starting February 2nd. The next Rocket League update is going live on all platforms on February 1st. Uh, besides various quality of life improvements, the update will see the introduction of Fennec decals in the esports shop and a new effect intensity settings option for Neon Fields Arena. Once effect intensity is available in game, players will be able to adjust the intensity and motion of visuals in the arena. Fran? I'm excited about that Apex update. Are you? you, you I I did, is that one of your it. games? Do you been playing that one a lot? I got back into it recently for, you know, again, there's just the right amount of downtime between all these games. So um, I've been getting kind of hooked on it again. Obviously, still play a ton of Warzone. But yeah. Apex feels so good still, man. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the new season. See what they do here. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can write in to be part of the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can also squad up there. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Wit needs help on PlayStation. Uh, there, the username is Commodore Fez, C-O-M-M-O-D-O-R-E-F-E-Z, all one word. Uh, Commodore Fez writes, I picked up Hitman 3 and Hitman Legacy Pack last week, and having finished the first two games and the first two levels of Hitman 3, I believe this is one of the best games slash series I have ever played. After I finish the campaign, I'm immediately going back to get mastery in all the levels, and I want to chase leaderboards with some kind of funny best friends while I'm at it. If you'd like to chase leaderboard scores with... Commodore Fez on PlayStation. Hit up Commodore Fez. Then Fran, it's in the, I'm blowing the dust off this segment. I got a required reading for you. Uh, yesterday, uh, as the guys were going live for Games Daily, Rebecca Valentine over at GamesIndustry.biz published a story, and the title is Scavenger Studio Creative Director Accused of Belittling, Screaming at, Groping Employees. I'm going to give you the intro to it. Uh, again, required reading I was expecting. GamesIndustry.biz. Well, it's, you know, we talk about uh, horrible things happening in the, in the industry all the time, right? I think the only way to get around them, get past them, to address them is to address them, not to. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, oh, I yeah, know. I, I know you're not saying. I, I, I thought understand. it was like an update on. Usually, like it's like, hey, it's and... something fun, right? Yeah, and then I was like, whoa. At Game Awards 2020, Darwin Project developers, developer Scavengers Studio revealed a beautiful, compelling, and very different new title, Season. A young woman leaves her secluded community to explore the world for the first time, documenting her experiences on a cross-country bike ride and slowly uncovering the mystery of a reoccurring cataclysm that has halted the world's ability to progress. Following the announcement, Season was lauded on social media following on social media following for its beauty, its premise, and its promise to deliver a diverse and interesting cast of characters. But according to a number of current and former employees of Scavenger Studio, uh, the game's cozy pitch is dramatically at odds with the work environment of the studio behind it. Gamesindustry.biz has spoken to nine current and former employees of the Montreal-based Scavenger Studio who worked with the company at some point over the past four years, all of whom uh, spoke with us under the condition of anonymity for fear of reprisal. They described a company largely composed of talented people working on projects they deeply cared about across both Darwin Project and Season. However, they also said that the excitement and creativity surrounding both games was tainted by a toxic work environment fostered by the studio's co-founders. Creative director uh, Simon Darvu, yeah, Darva, Darvu, uh, formerly uh, founder of Spearhead Games and a designer at Ubisoft, and his romantic partner at the time of the studio's founding, CEO Amelie Lamarche. Again, it's a long article from Rebecca detailing a really toxic work environment. And again, it's this push and pull that I think, you know, Rebecca calls out so well here in just her first three graphs of this entire story. You need to read at gamesindustry.biz. And it is this thing of like, it's this team of really talented people with these people at the top who are making it horrible for people. And I know we talk about this all the time yeah. and trying to build a better video game industry and a better work environment and that it means you have to support reporting like this and we have to address these issues and you have to look at it and say i think you know mitch dyer put it so poignantly yesterday he called out one of the sections in it uh where this really heinous comment was said in a meeting and no one stood up to say hey that's fucked up and that i think is like where allyship can start with this stuff right of like hey that's fucked up yeah, exactly. Like by addressing it, it can lead to change. I, I haven't, frankly, checked into how Riot's going as an example. Obviously, a huge company, but you know they went through a lot of stuff and they've put together 
teams of people to address it and like so i don't know how it's going i don't know if you know but um the point is it did i mean they've riot seems like they've turned a corner on it they've put you know a whole bunch of different things in place different uh boards in place they've been doing check-ins they've been speaking about it and again yeah, i think that's like they've that's how you solve this issue, sadly, is that you have to air the dirty laundry and then have eyes on it. People have to feel like the people who don't want to say something in the meeting don't want to say something because they don't want to get fired because there's no reprisal. How do you get out of that, right? If you say something, the people in charge are the bad yeah. guys. Now that yeah, now they, people know that something's going on here, maybe you can yeah, make they, this move. They need to create like a safe environment to address it and air the dirty laundry. So hopefully that happens. Yeah, um, and hopefully like I said, it's a it's a more detailed report than we can obviously get into, and it's not yeah. something to read and comment on, other than the fact that this you know there's no place for Required people reading. to be dicks to each other. Everybody be better to each other. Indeed. Uh, usually we check in here for your wrong doc. Oh, here they are. I didn't do it. Uh, you can go to if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, that's not a you're wrong. That's not a you're wrong. Uh, that's not a you're wrong. That's not a you're wrong. That's not a you're wrong. And that's not a you're wrong. A lot of people want to editorialize and talk about news stories that can happen tomorrow because we'll be talking about today's stories tomorrow. What are you going to talk about tomorrow? Speaking of tomorrow, Greg Way, uh, your host for the rest of the week, look like this. Wednesday, it's going to be Blessing and Imran. Thursday, it's going to be me and Tim. Friday, it's going to be me and Giancarlo Valdez. Giancarlo Valdez. You remember him? He came up at noon yeah. all the time. I'm very excited. Yeah. Now he's in the industry. It's awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch, up next is more streaming with Snowbike Mike, I believe, uh, Nick and Andy. Yeah, then the, those exactly. clowns are still doing stuff. Uh, Fran and I got a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch the show, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. But right now, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, get the post show we're about to do, at, get your questions in for tomorrow's show, and have a good time. Fran, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Everybody keep up with Fran, twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.